You know what I don't want to be? <laughs> like completely unaware of who I am or how I, I come off to people. Um, and as I'm saying that, I think that is who I am. Uh, but in the spirit of being a human being, universal human experience, uh, for me to have mental balance, to feel psychologically healthy, and to go through this life with some semblance of self-confidence, it would be better for me to um, revisit internal self-work sparingly and um, rather project my emotions onto other people. And that's what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to be an individual who doesn't know how they come off to other people. And instead of me inspecting that in myself, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna judge strangers. <laughs> I was on Instagram. Um, it's an unhealthy fucking addiction. Not just like the scrolling, not just the external. I mean, everything's external stimulation visually, but I just mean like that extra zoomed in, hyper focus on meaningless Instagram reels and posts and pictures. Not important. Not real life. Um, but that's not the bad habit. That's not the addiction that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the addiction of judging people on the fucking gram. Judging people I don't know. And I was doing it. I, I, I was watching people's reels and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Um, you got to take the good with the bad. I am always on the side of freedom of speech. I'm always on the side of everybody having a platform where they can share things. Uh, I think there has to be some changes made to these applications and not for the longevity of the app, not for the longevity of the company, not to get more eyeballs. I know we live in a capitalistic society and uh, the main focus for every product that's sold, every service, every good, every platform that is created. Um, the main focal point is to um, raise retention rates, right? I don't give a shit about that for a moment. I'm talking about for the growth of humanity so that we don't fall into the abyss of our own retardation. <laughs> we need more critique. We need better judges. We need better critics. Something happened. There was like this weird thing that happened during like the American Idol stage of the United States where probably it was like accidental. This show comes on television and uh, the intention is to find stars in city, in, in random cities. And they do this tour and they get a whole bunch of people who have the balls to go onto national television and sing songs in hopes of becoming a, a pop star. And that shifted psychology in a, an incredible way because uh, what I think was not expected was the amount of retarded people <laughs> that were unaware of how uh, humiliating they were being toward themselves, how, how much they were embarrassing themselves on live television. So the first wave was the um, the way that this, this show could profit off of it. You know, they just make compilations, they run it back, they make people who are obviously mentally retarded, socially inept, um, superstars, um, you know, this was before viral. This was like the first viral, right? It's before internet viral. It was like TV viral. You know, making people stars because they were extremely embarrassing. And the whole country would go, oh my God, that person is really, really horrible. But they got their fame, right? And the second wave, the second thing that happened, I think we're still in that stage, 
is where there was this overcorrection because we kind of inadvertently bullied retarded people. It's it's deeply patronizing, um, kind of like a fucking dinner with schmucks situation where you get these people who are convinced that they have some type of incredible ability and you patronize them by making them extremely famous. And um, I feel like there was a subconscious overcorrection for that mistake, that inadvertent mistake. And so we've now gone into a culture of everybody gets a fucking gold star. Everybody gets a participation award. And when we're on Instagram, the only option we have is to like or to continue scrolling. Bring back the negativity, please. Can we please bring back the negativity? There should be a thumbs down button on Instagram. There should be a thumbs down button on every app. And for anybody who thinks that this is going to promote hate or bullying, of course it is. But what else it's going to do is going to allow some reality to seep in for certain individuals who are just posting shit willy-nilly and they're getting patronized by large groups of people. They're not able to see that they're walking themselves into a very tight corner of retardation and embarrassment for their future. Uh, (laughs) You know... There's subtlety and nuance to this, ladies and gentlemen. I screenshotted somebody. I'm not going to shout them out because I'm not that evil, um, but I am an asshole. And I want to read this. This was an Instagram reel. It was a a young lady and she's taking a walk. You know, it's very scenic. And um, there's some nice music playing in the background. And she has written all over the screen a pretty long caption. So the video is not about her walking. It's not about the music. These are just the visual components to what she really wanted to express. So I guess she wanted to express her mind. Let me read this for you. My therapist told me that if I wanted to stop oversharing with others, I had to ask myself this very question. Quote, do I want to share this part of my private life with the person, with this person, or am I just craving validation on my view of it? End quote. This made me question and rethink what what was appropriate and what I was comfortable sharing about myself with others. Um, This individual just got advice. Uh, It was like the nicest, most subtle, uh, you know, quilted with euphemisms. Bitch, stop oversharing. (laughs) Stop doing it. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) You just told me you want to stop oversharing. The the pivotal, the word you want to focus on is stop, stop. And then he tells her in the nicest way possible Because I guess that's what the job of a therapist is. A therapist is supposed to deliver information to somebody or kind of help them come to that conclusion by themselves so they think it was their fucking choice. So they have that epiphany, light bulb crack in their dome, aha moment. And um, they're supposed to realize, oh, if I want to stop oversharing, I should stop. And this therapist should be fired because they were too worried about retention. We just talked about retention. They were too worried about their fucking pockets. And so instead of them saying... Uh, what's your problem? You want to stop oversharing with others. Okay. Stop. Instead of saying that, they said, uh, do I want to share this part of my private life with a person? Or hint, 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 motherfucking hint, hint. Am I just craving validation on my view of it? And then she says, this made me question and rethink what was appropriate to share. And then still created a real... <laughs> Where she shared that entire private interaction. Does anybody see the irony of this? 
Is this not fucking ironic? It is like complete, you know what I'm saying? Blind spots. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we all do it to a certain degree. Um, if I went to a therapist, the only way, the only way I would take advice from them, because in my mind, and call me jaded, call me paranoid, uh, call me, you know, somebody who's suspicious of this over-capitalistic society and I think everybody's out to make a fucking buck. Okay, I'm the fucking crazy one, right? I'm jaded. I'm wrong. There's nice guys, right? The only way I would trust the individual, because I, w- I would think, obviously, what they're trying to do is just sit me down and have me talk to them and become dependent on their ears, not actually help me, but uh, make me think that they're helping me, right? The only way I would take advice from a therapist is if they kept it motherfucking real. If they kept it motherfucking real. If I came in there with a problem, especially if in the question form where I'm asking them like, hey, doc, um, how do I stop A, B, C, D, E, F, G? If their response isn't firstly, okay, we're going to have to uh, stop. We're going <laughs> to have to, you're going to have to stop doing it. You know what I mean? If that's not the, the overarching logical theme behind any other words in between, I'm walking out of the fucking room, you know? It's not to like oversimplify issues. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's just, it's like becoming an, an adult in America is so different than growing into an adult on any other part of the planet. People figure out at a very young age, anywhere else on the fucking globe, <laughs> that it's on you. <laughs> that it is fucking on you. And that nobody cares. And for some reason in this country, we have this, I don't know, I guess it's like an overcorrection. Everybody has been wronged. Everybody has problems. Everybody needs a therapist. It's just like it's nauseating. On top of the fact that this girl, like she has the the most incredible blind spot I've ever fucking seen. She just, (laughs) it's poetry. If you really break it down. And, and watch this reel that I'm referring to. If you have the, the luck of finding this young lady on Instagram, once again, I'm not going to be a bully and shout her out. I don't want to be the cause of somebody fucking killing themselves because they were getting bullied online because that fucking happens. That's how weak human beings are now. Um, but she literally says, she talks about advice about oversharing from her therapist, somebody who she's paying, a professional who went to school for years <laughs> and struggled to get in their seat. Uh, gave them the most cushiony pillow version of, I guess, like a quarter of a fucking red pill. Like, you know, if you want to stop, hint, 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 hint. You know, maybe you should realize, is it, is it? You know, when if there, if somebody says something in question formula, is it maybe? That's them patronizing you until your baby ass wakes up and says, oh, I'm oversharing because I want somebody to validate how I felt about something. I'm not confident in myself enough to believe something and just to have that be a thought in my head and, and, and think, at least think with conviction. You know what I mean? <laughs> People can't even fucking think with conviction anymore. Let alone speak it. Let alone express it on social media. That's very ballsy and taboo in society now. But people don't even have the fucking ability anymore to think with conviction. And that's what this young lady's suffering with. And after all of that, the fucking irony that she would go and over over post again, overshare. She posted this shit in the most incredible self-aggrandizing way. Like, who the fuck cares about you walking <laughs> to a soundtrack and then I have to read the print while I'm watching your fucking ass? 
It's incredible. Um, judgment. There was a lot of judgment there, you know? And once again, I'm a victim of this. We all do this. I think if I was a therapist, if I went to school, because how does that really fucking work, right? Science, all the sciences are theoretical. Nothing is really set in stone. That would be a very uh, dumb thing to do, to set things in stone because it leaves no room for evolution, adaptation, refinement. I think all scientists are aware of this. So how does it work? I go through the rigors of academia and come out on the other end. Um, I won't even say unscathed. You're going to be scarred the fuck up with all the indoctrination that they shove up your ass. And I have all of the, uh, I guess I've, I've understood and studied the amalgamation of historical psychological information or mental, emotional information. And once I gain all that information, now I can just, I can have people come in my office and then still give them my fucking opinion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Is that what's going on? <laughs> you know, if, let's assume for a second I was a therapist and I went through the rigors and there's a piece of paper on my fucking wall that validates me and my opinions. I would tell people that I think people are just suffering with psychological psychological defense mechanisms. And it's like a threshold that of pain that you have to go through for you to get released from something that is causing you suffering. I'll break that down for you if you don't understand what the fuck I'm saying. I think what this young lady is dealing with is a lack of problems, a lack of perspective. Uh, she's obviously fucking American. She is obviously fucking American. <laughs> <laughs> the whole situation, the irony, the blind spots, the self-aggrandizing post, very fucking American. Even if she's rich or poor in this country, it's just a, it's an act of extreme privilege in many ways. And I think uh, she's suffering with blind spots. And those blind spots, like the blind spots that I have, like you have, like everybody has, they're just defense mechanisms. Their defense mechanisms because society, the pressure of society is so great nowadays that people think they need to be fucking superheroes. People think they need to be a Marvel superhero to be adequate as a man. Women think they need a gag on 13-inch <laughs> plastic dildos. They think they need that fucking sword-squallowing skill to be a woman. It's just such exaggerated profiles overarching archetypes that are just placed, these big overarching general archetypes just placed on all men and all women in this country. And the pressure of that is so crushing. Even if you're somebody that doesn't adhere to it, you could be, you know, as revolutionary as you goddamn think you are. You could, you know what I'm saying, dress the part, act the part, live that lifestyle. But subconsciously, that pressure, that external pressure gets to everybody because it's so prevailing in society. And as a defense mechanism for our um, self-consciousness, because it is mathematically impossible that most human beings on the planet, <laughs> most human beings in existence ever will achieve the ridiculous ideas of a man or what makes what constitutes a woman in this country. You know what I'm saying? Success happiness, joy, all these ridiculous dreams that Americans are fucking sold that they can achieve, you know, with, with hard work and, and a little bit of talent or whatever the fuck people say, right? 
um, as a defense mechanism, we develop these ridiculous blind spots. And the problem with blind spots is they're not, they're, it's really tricky. They don't necessarily cover uh, areas of, um, it's not like an efficient or, well, I'm trying to find a word for it. It's not, it doesn't cover things that are of non-importance. They, they, if it is going to help you defend your mind against a lack of confidence, because maybe genetically you have a tubby gut and this country <laughs> tells you that that's no good. And it doesn't matter how much you work out, you put the fucking work in, but your genetics, you carry a little bit of fat on your body. You can't let it go psychologically because you're working hard. So you must obviously reap the benefits because that's what the motivational speakers told you, right? But that's not how reality works. That's not how reality works. Genetics are, are much more powerful than the illusion of online motivation, right? Um, instead of just covering up that blind spot, you know, and helping to soften the blow of society telling you you need to look like a fucking Adonis and you inherited your dad's ball spot, right? <laughs> instead of it just covering that and lessening the blow so that you can walk around and still function on, on a day-to-day basis without over-concentrating on that self-consciousness, it, it just starts creating blind spots in a whole bunch of fucking places. It creates blind spots everywhere, you know? And so people like this young lady on Instagram can't even realize that she just made the most poetic expression of irony that I think the universe has ever fucking seen. She's, <laughs> it's, an, it's somebody sharing about oversharing. It's like a fucking dream within a dream within a dream. It's incredible. And the level of her not being able to reflect on herself is just, it's fucking mind-blowing. Um, <clears throat> yeah. This is why I couldn't be a therapist. Because I think, uh, <laughs> I think when you take that oath uh, to become a therapist and like, you know, mental health Illuminati or whatever the fuck they do. And they pray to that sword with the, you know, the snake or, you know, whatever the fuck they do to become a, a, a therapist, right? To become a doctor. Um, I believe one of the foundational rules is that if somebody comes in there and they have mental um, health problems, you don't elevate them. And I think that's what I would do. I think a lot of people would leave the office uh, way too woke. They would be way too woke to their bullshit. And uh, maybe that would cause suicide. And um, ladies and gentlemen, that is why everybody has a role in this life. I'm an asshole, but I'm important. Asshole lives matter too. Um <laughs> You know what I mean? Good with the bad. I, I always like to think this is like a philosophical way. And this could be just, you know, hocus pocus bullshit that my brain is doing. My brain is reconciling the incredible chaos. And as a defense mechanism, I create some philosophical hypothetical scenario or, or uh, metaphorical way to look at life that helps me cope. And I'll describe that. I'll describe my defense mechanism. I like to look at all of humanity as one large collective body, right? And if, you know, once again, dropping down to the microcosm of the metaphor, I'm, we're talking about a human body. Pick any fucking human body. There's many different systems in the body. There's billions of cells. There's so many organisms on and inside of us that are working in cohesion uh, let's assume this body's fucking healthy to keep somebody running at an efficient level uh, mentally, psychologically, 
physically, for them to grow, for them to adapt, for them to age gracefully until they go and take the big fucking dirt nap, right? And so think about the collective of humanity as being one big body. I think everybody has a role in this. Everybody has a fucking role. There's an importance for that therapist to tell this retardedly blind young lady that she needs to stop in one of the most eloquent, uh, you know, soft spoonful of sugar filled with euphemisms paragraphs that, you know, she quoted. And I stupid ass ironic fucking real, right? There's a need for that guy to be soft and to, because he, that, that helps sustain the body. Then maybe she can slowly start to come into seeing herself in, uh, in a healthier manner. But in the same way that that guy is so integral in the progression and the day-to-day operation of the entire body that once again is made up of all of the human race, assholes like me, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) We talk about red pill, blue pill. It's not always about, it's not red pill, it's not, you know, it's not always this mind-blowing fucking thought. Maybe it's the thing that you, that's there, that's not conspiratorial, that you just don't want to accept that you don't want to look at because it's ugly and you can't deny it. You know what I'm saying? Men have to deal with this. There's something called male pattern baldness. And the percentages of uh, <laughs> men that are affected by this in one way or another, whether it's a little bit of receding hairline, a little bit of thinning, or their fucking head just <laughs> turned into a lollipop very quickly. And it happens to guys at all fucking different ages, right? This is one of the things that happens to men naturally that kind of teaches them psychologically that uh, shit happens. Shit is out of your fucking control. And you have to face that because it's a physical thing that happens. And it happens to so many fucking men. So it's, it's really undeniable. Men go and they spend, ones with resources, they spend tons of money trying to fix that. And they get their hair patched up and all this fucking, you know, whatever. It's cosmetics. Uh, that does happen. But every guy that deals with this, they recognize that that is a reality and it's undeniable. Um, there's a lot more things that are not necessarily physical, changes, limitations, uh, delu- self-delusions <laughs> that we all carry around in this thing that we call fucking life. And it's the worst thing. It is the fucking worst thing for people to walk around um, and never run into a guy like me, an asshole. You need the therapist. The therapist you see fucking three days a week and they prescribe you stuff and you read the self-help books and you build your confidence and that helps you on a healthy lifestyle. But you also need to run into an asshole. You have to. (laughs) It's so necessary in fucking life for human beings to grow up good and strong. You have to run into a guy who just says it as it is and it's just not what you wanted to fucking hear. It's just not what you wanted to hear, but it's undeniable. And in that person, not they're not even sadistic. They don't even like your pain. They just can't help it. They can't. That, that, that's my level of asshole. I'm, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I don't judge this girl on Instagram uh, and, and, and talk shit about her being unknowingly ironic in her oversharing addiction because I'm... Um, I enjoy making fun of people or I I want her to hear this. You know, I didn't shout her out for a fucking reason. I want to bully her. I'm a nice individual. I do it because I can't fucking help it because I have a function in society. Assholes are important. Asshole lives matter. Um, 
I'm campaigning for shitty people. Um, no, but I really do believe that shit is real. If somebody, especially if somebody's being honest, if somebody's being truly fucking honest, it's not about right or wrong. It's intention. It is about intention, ladies and gentlemen. That's the importance of it. The people who are saying things that with the intention of speaking their truths and they are critiques and judgments, they could be wrong and they say it just straight up with no filter, without euphemisms, no fucking spoonful of sugar. Those people are so necessary in society to balance out this dumbass fucking therapist who couldn't tell this bitch, delete the app, delete the app. You have no self-control. You will grow up and one day you will develop that. I've gone through it. You know what I'm saying? She just has to she has to become a big girl one day and recognize like you're oversharing because you're over fucking sharing. You're addicted. You know? Imagine that's how people dealt with drug addictions. You go into the to twelve step program or you go into rehab and they say, No, you can bring your crack and you can bring your coke. We're gonna get into <laughs> We're gonna get into some very nice <laughs> euphemisms of why you should consider why you should stop or why you have a problem before they tell you, uh, take the needle out of your arm. Imagine if they did it that way. There would be a lot more fucking dead drug addicts that went and sought help. So apply that same fucking thing. People are sick because they're addicted to something. The first thing they should do is you challenge somebody. You shock them with a challenge of, you know, the question that should follow up after she brings that up to her therapist and says, you know, I have a problem with oversharing or do I have a problem with oversharing or I suspect I have a problem with oversharing. To tell them, okay, um, do you believe you have a problem? And if they say fucking yes, they say, okay, let's try this. Stop. Stop. Restrict yourself. Struggle. Feel pain. Run away from that thing for a little fucking while. Let it go. And then you'll start to get the fucking answers to your problems. Your whys will come out of the struggle of letting the addiction go. The second you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to delete the Instagram, all of the angst and anxiety and pain you might feel this young lady might feel would give her so many motherfucking answers versus her going and making a goddamn another post. The most ironic thing, and I swear to God, she needs like a Guinness World Record for the most ironic thing that anybody's ever fucking done. <laughs> She's sharing her thoughts about oversharing. Um, Jesus. <laughs> First thing that should happen is in a very nice voice that therapist says to the young lady, Delete the app right now. Just do it right now. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And she's going to argue. And she's going to say no. And they're going to have to talk. He's going to say, no, this is, um, you have to believe me. I went to school. You're paying me. You came to me. You need help. You're in pain. I'm going to take over now. You listen to me. Delete it. Delete it. And when she says no, you send it somewhere else. You send it. Then you send her to the guy with the euphemisms. You send it to the fucking sugar factory. Right? That should be how the shit works. But. Once again, you know, I didn't write the books. I don't have thick bifocals and a lab coat. Um, I'm just an asshole. Assholes don't have that whole setup. We don't have the degree in the office and the leather chair. The assholes bump into you in the street. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they bump into you in the street and you say, hey, you bumped into me. And the asshole looks at them with like the, the face to make them feel fucking... Uh, you know, two inches tall and mentally retarded, you know, just a, a look of shock. Uh, did you go outside uh, for the last 
20, 30 years of your life and not expect to get bumped into, move the fuck on. Move. That's what an asshole does. You know what I'm saying? Just bring the light to them very quickly. Nobody cares. You got bumped into. Nobody cares. Nobody cares you got bumped into. Nobody cares. Move on. You're wasting my time. You're wasting your time. That needs to happen. I think asshole first, then therapy. You know? What, what are your thoughts, ladies and gentlemen? Um, <laughs> you know? Something has to happen. Back to the point, the solution that I did provide. Beside, you know, the impractical solution of maybe you, you put a guy like me in the waiting room. This should be like a social experiment for like psychologists and therapists and uh, people who work with the mentally ill. Let's open up a new um, healing office or whatever the fuck you call it, the uh, therapy, a therapist office, whatever the fuck it's called, right? Um, and instead of me being in the doctor's office in the leather chair, you just have the people wait for about 45 minutes to an hour and you put people like me in the waiting room with them and I'll antagonize them and hopefully I give them a little bit more progress up front. A little bit more of the reality so that, you know, I planted the seeds. They go in there. When they get the euphemisms, they remember in the back of their fucking head, oh, this asshole told me that this one time. Holy shit. And then they get the direct message. Bingo, bango. It's sales. First voice, second voice. Closer. Let's do it. Um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, um, what the fuck have I talked about today? What have I talked about? I, I did give a, another solution that was really nice. Um, that's the impractical solution. The other solution was uh, dislike button. Thumbs down on Instagram, on every social media site. Let's start that. For anybody who would argue, I, I already gave my, my solution to the, to the hate and all this other stuff. It's necessary. Hate is necessary. Judgment, critique, assholes are necessary in society. But as well as that, it would increase engagement. Everybody loves hating. You know what I mean? Everybody loves it. It would give the people who are doing uh, perceivably incredibly well a little taste of reality. The world is full of jealous, hateful sons of a bitches. And for the people who um, are on the bottom, they will have a chance to um, claw their way to the top with critique and judgment. You know, create, it, create an extreme reflection of society, just a microcosm arena of battle. Uh, for anybody who's a continue listening to Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me a favor. Go on to my Instagram. I was just talking about that, sh you know, a lot of shit about the girl on the Instagram. My reels are not like hers. I admit that I overshare. It is intentional. I like it. It's not a health issue. It's not an addiction. I am consciously choosing to do so. I try to do one a day when I'm inspired. I definitely do one podcast a day. But with the reels, the intention here is I want to create like a little web page, like a little website where you could just scroll when you want to do nothing important, nothing important, maybe you have a stressful life, maybe you're a construction worker and um, you're a steam fitter in Manhattan and you were going into a pothole and it blew and now you have one leg and you got some free time on you. <laughs> you got some free time on your hands. God bless you. You still have hands and there's free time on them. You know what else is on your hands? Your iPhone. And, and you're thinking about those days that you had a leg. And those were good days. And those are not, it's not now anymore. You have to accept that. And instead of reliving in that, that horrible, nightmarish, um, you know, cyclical nature of uh, some type of Groundhog Day of nostalgia. Shut the fuck up. And in some type of, uh, you know, Groundhog Day of nostalgia, just reliving, you know, memories of, of the days that you had a leg. You can go into Nothing Important podcast on Instagram page. 
and you can scroll. And there's a whole bunch of shit on there. There's a whole bunch of shit. It's, you know, they're reels. I'm not talking about me and my therapist. Just trying to make people laugh or look at something interesting. Um, so go do that. Um, I love you. Did I say that? Did I say I love you? Do you love me? I love you too. Um, no, no, but seriously, go, go do that. Go do that. Until next time.